Hello. Welcome to the Home Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm going to jump right in. This week is called The External. And um, if you listened to the last podcast, we touched on this idea of your internal world influencing your external world. And I kind of want to make a new sermon off of that. Um, And that's what you're tuning into right now. So I'm going to continue that. And the thing that we have to understand first is that our God is a good, good father. Yes? The next thing is we need to grasp that our God is also a rewarder. Like any good father, he rewards his children, and we are children of God. In order to walk in our full external outpouring, we also have to come to terms with who we truly are. We're not just floating through life aimlessly like stray animals. We are children of the King. We're children of the Most High. We are children of the Creator of the universe. Pretty sweet? Yes. So in order to walk in our external, yes, we have to focus on our internal. But also we have to walk in life knowing that we are children of God. We're not just independent. You're not an independent woman. You're not an independent man. We have to be dependent on God. Yes, we have to be dependent on God. Okay? Fully dependent on the Father. Fully dependent on the Creator. This is the design. This is it. This is full surrender. Not semi, not half, but full. And tonight, I want to talk about the external world and what we should actually be tapping into and what we should be operating in. So I want to start off in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. This is one of my favorite passages, okay? Verses 1 through 7 of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, Brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Pretty sweet. Verse 4. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but in the same God who empowers all of them to everyone. Verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So, you see in the first couple verses this word of significance called same. It's a big word in this. Same spirit, same Lord, same God, same creator. And let me be honest for a second, uh, because I don't want you to live in the dark, just like Paul speaks here, is I don't want you to be uninformed. There are some um, Christ followers, some Christians, who don't believe um, in what we're about to go through tonight. Um, Here's where I stand. 
Here's where the home stands. Here's where you should stand. It's in the Bible. So we believe it. End of story. Okay? So, um, Hebrews 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? We've all probably heard that vo- uh, that verse, and it's true. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That doesn't make him boring. That doesn't make him predictable because he's a creator. But he's the same. Why am I saying this? Because his gifts didn't die. These spiritual gifts didn't die. They're all still active today. The same God in the Bible is the same God today. The same God who made the blind to see and the lame to walk is the same God today and tomorrow and the day after that. The Bible states that these things that follow and that we're going to go through tonight are still active today. The same God who empowers and rules. So let's wake up to the fact that God doesn't change. And let's keep reading. And this is where it gets fun. Verse 8 through 11. Ready? It reads, For to one is given through... Sorry. For one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and the other the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. And to another, by the same Spirit, faith. To another, gifts of healing by one, by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. And to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. And to another, various kinds of gifts. To another, the interpret... Sorry. Various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So, pretty sweet list. Yes? If you're like me, I need a bullet point. So, here it is. The same God, the same Spirit, empowers utterance of wisdom, utterance of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinct or distinguishing spirits, which maybe you've heard of discernment, um, tongues, interpretation of tongues. So this is a pretty awesome list, and it comes with a whole lot of oohs and ahs and wonder, right? One thing we have to point out is in verse 11, it reads, all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportioning to each one individually as he wills. So this is a big deal. Let me tell you why. And this is something you're going to want to write down if you can. The gifting that the Lord has entrusted you with is not your identity. The gifting is not your name. I'll say it one more time. The gifting that the Lord has entrusted us with is not your identity. And the gifting is not your name. If we wrap our identity up in our gifting, we're going to get cocky. Okay? And what I mean by cocky is prideful. Okay? We, when, when we wrap up our identity in our gifting, we start having people call us Prophet Lex Martin. 
Don't be weird. Okay? Cool, you have that gift. Don't do that. Don't call yourself healer, fill in the blank. Right? Our identity is one thing, and it is that we are children of God. We are not our gifting. We're entrusted with our gifting. Which leads me to our next point of spiritual gifts are not yours. It says over and over, the same spirit. All spiritual gifts are God's. I'm sorry, but you're not the one healing that person. God is. Okay? If we have that understanding, we stay very humble. God's just saying, hey, I want to take you along for the ride for your um, edification and for your, I don't know, comfort and by his grace, right? Spiritual gifts are not ours. You'll notice that every time there was a miracle in the Bible, the person was just like a conduit, if I can use that verbiage. The person was just a willing person. This is one of my favorite topics in all of scripture of just being willing. You know, are we willing to take a risk? Are we willing to look like a fool? And are we willing to be wrong? Okay? The more we focus our internal on our internal, the wrong will go away. I'll say that again, and it's probably something worth writing down. The more we focus on our internal the wrong will go away. Why will it go away? Because we'll know the Lord's voice better. We just will. We'll, we'll understand his, his focus. We'll, we'll, we'll understand what he's going after. And we'll know his voice better because he's our father. Okay? So I want to go to another story here. And it's going to be in Matthew 14, uh, verses 22 through 33. This story, there's a guy named Peter who um, is walking on water. And we're talking about being willing, right? Peter was willing to take a risk to see the Lord move in power. And let's just read this real quick. Let me turn there. Matthew chapter 14. Verses 22 through 33. It says, Yeah. It says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. That's Jesus. And after Jesus, he dismissed the crowds, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way away from the land. Sorry. But the boat by then was a long way away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came, he came to them walking on the sea. This is Jesus. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, Is it a ghost? And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, don't be afraid. I love how that's all periods. He's just like cool, calm, collected. Verse 28. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw 
the wind. He was afraid and began to sink. He cried out to the Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind seized, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Okay. So, Peter took a risk and watched the Lord move. Peter had nothing to do with his walking on water except his willingness to take the risk. Paid off because a good miracle always ends in praise. Right? At the end of that, they were like, all like, dang, this is, this is the Son of Man. This is the Son of God. And they worshipped him. It's like the, Lord, you are amazing, wow. Right? If you've ever... Um, if you've ever been in uh, or if you've ever prayed for somebody to be healed and it happened, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my God, that's amazing. Praise you, praise Jesus, and you're maybe even passed out because it was so surreal to you. <laughs> okay? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Taking a risk pays off, especially if the Lord's behind it. Okay? So let's do a real quick recap um, before we get ahead of ourselves. Our internal world influences our external war, our external world. The more we spend with the Lord, the more he will use us. Yes, what we do in private influences what we do in public. Okay? Imagine if you had such an intimacy with the Lord internally that he couldn't help but use you. That's so cool. That's a great thought. You know, it's almost a pretty cool challenge. Like, hey, let's see how much God wants to use me today. Okay. Second thing is spiritual gifts are not yours. When we realize that we are just conduits for the Lord to operate through. He uses us because we walk, sorry, because we talk a lot about the things we care about. Right? He uses us because we talk a lot about the things we care about. And that's like a sermon in itself, right? We don't get to choose our gifts. You know, we don't because they're the Lord's and he's entrusting us with them. Take a risk with the Lord. When we take risk and step out in faith, that is you giving the Lord permission to blow your mind. Pretty sweet. Now I want to spend the rest of our time in Matthew 25, um, starting in verse 14, verse, chapter 25, starting in verse 14. Okay, this is where we're going to spend the rest of our time, and it's going to be pretty sweet. Okay? So, Matthew 25, verse 14 and 15, read. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Okay, so four characters in this thing called parable. And one thing I want to point out is this is Jesus um, essentially preaching right? In my Bible, I've got the red text Bible. So whenever it's red text, that means Jesus is teaching. And this is a parable, which means it's like a story, short story portraying a kingdom truth. Okay. 
And I want to point out something interesting that I've never noticed before today. And I've preached on this passage multiple times, like five, six times. And I've always overlooked these two verses. Okay? And I'll tell you in a second. But so in this in this parable, Jesus is mapping out essentially four characters, right? The master, the five talents guy, the two talents guy, and a one talent guy, okay? One thing that I don't want us to miss is what it says in verse 15. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent. To each according to his ability. Okay. The thing I want to highlight is that portion. To each according to his ability. Why am I kind of honing in on that real quick? The Lord looks at our ability and entrusts us with what we can handle. In other words, the Lord examines our internal and then from that entrusts us with what we can handle. In other words, our internal influences are external, right? So according to his ability is a big statement. This means that the Lord will never give us more than we can handle. Also means he cares about our hearts, not our heads. Yes? Good. Let's keep reading. Verse 16 through 19 reads he would receive the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more so also he had two talents made two talents more but the one who had received one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid the master's money now after a long time the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them okay so talents guy doubled his talents and made 10 talents uh so the two talents guy doubled his talents and now has four talents and the one talents guy put his in the ground and he's coming back with one talent so just to be clear talents this is not like hey i have a talent to play guitar or knit a basket it's not that kind of talent it's money talents equaled 20 years of labor wages some serious skrilla. Okay? Lots of dough. Lots of cabbage. Lots of green. 20 years. A lot of money. Okay? So this master has a lot of skrill. I don't know if we'll touch on that in a little, but hey. You can connect the dots. Use your mo- use your brain. You know, the master, it's obviously God in this story, okay? Duh. The master, God in the story. He's got a lot of lot of resources, a lot of skrilla. He's not poor. Okay? Let's keep reading. Verse 20 through 27 reads, And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over litter. Sorry, over a little. I will set you over much. 
Enter into the joy of the master. Verse 22. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered me two talents. Here, I've made two talents more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. So I will set you over much. Enter into the kingdom of joy of your master. Verse 24 reads, He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. Ouch. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and I gather where I scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money into the bankers, and and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. Okay. Sorry for the awkward pause there. I didn't realize that I almost blew past where I was supposed to read. Anyways. So this is good for the two out of three guys, yes? If you've hung around me at all, one of the big things that I always tell um, really anybody, um, but this relates to like students who can't stand school. It's like, hey, just be faithful with where you're at and then the Lord will entrust you in the next. Um, this is something that I, 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 I uh, always coach people on is be faithful where where you are because the Lord will entrust you with more in the next season. And that's straight out of this passage, right? The master loved when the talent when the talent guys doubled the cash and took a risk with the money. And if you know anything about business, you know this simple equation. High risk, high reward, low risk, low reward right? When that guy was going to trade five talents, that's a lot of risk. It's a lot. Five talents guy had a hundred years worth of wages and went and took a risk with those funds. Faithful with little and reaping the faithfulness. And the master acknowledges it and says, well done, good and faithful servant right? That's everybody. everybody's dream, is for the master, for our God, for the creator of the universe to look at us and say, well done. You did good, right? Now let's look at the one talent guy. Remember, he was giving, he was given one talent based on his ability, based on his internal world for the sake of this message. You will notice in verse 24, the dude is crippled by fear, right? Low risk. We can't be worried about the risk we're about to step into. He put the money in the ground and hid it. He put it in the dirt. Okay, let's finish the story. Verse 28 through 30. So he just bashed the one talent guy saying, hey, you could have just put it in the bank and you would at least gain interest on it. And then, then here we pick up verse 28. So take the talent from him and give it to the man who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has will 
sorry, for to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant out, sorry, and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In the place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This does not sound pleasant. So if this doesn't intimidate you a little bit, you probably don't have a pulse. The dude with the one talent ended up having to give his one talent to the guy with 10 talents. The thing I want to point out is the master rewarded the faithful in the story. So write this down. God will reward and entrust you with more if you are faithful with what he has given. Let me say it again. God will reward and entrust you with more if you are faithful to what he has given you in the first place. Think of it this way. If we're given based on our uh, based on the ability, based on our internal world, when, ter- when your internal is booming, your external will be booming. So the guy who had five talents exploded to a guy who had 11 talents. That's pretty sweet. The guy who had one talent ended up with nothing. The guy who had one talent or a small internal had a bullcrap external. This is the way the kingdom of God works. If you're faithful with the small, you'll be entrusted with the more. So maybe you're asking, why does this relate to spiritual gifts? And I'm super glad that you asked. If your internal world is exploding, you won't be able to keep it bottled up. And it will be an outpouring into your external surroundings. I'm sure that all of you have been frustrated with the Lord not using us, not using us to do the cool things, right? Like, ah, Lord, I just want to, maybe yours is, Lord, I just want to pray in tongues or Lord, I just want to heal somebody or Lord, I just want to hear your voice or whatever it is. I'm here to kind of tell you that he's tapping his foot saying, I'm waiting for you to spend time with me in private and then I'm going to use you in the public. Think of it this way. Think of a cup. A cup can be only so full until it's pouring over. Where's your internal cup at tonight? I like to think of our spiritual outpouring as a cup. I'm sorry, but if you're not pouring anything into yourself, if you're not letting the Lord minister to you in the private He's not going to use you in the public. So we start with a small cup, and that's when we like get salvation, and, and that's when we say yes to Jesus. Then our cup gets upgraded as we, as we go through this sanctification process. Yes, yes. And it keeps on getting upgraded and upgraded and upgraded. And you get the trend, right? It should always be pouring over. The Lord should always be saying, hey, I'm going to entrust you with a bigger cup now. What do you got now? So if you are a follower of Jesus and you're bored, you're doing it wrong. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're bored, you're doing it wrong. We should always be growing internally and saying yes and then busting at the seams to watch the miraculous happen on earth as it does in heaven. 
So let's do inventory tonight, you know? Like, where's your internal cup at, if that illustration helps you? Is your internal cup just a little Dixie cup? And you're like, okay, it's overflowing. But you've only scratched the surface. You got to get the upgraded cup. You got to spend time more and more in your internal world. You have to, you've got to invest in the Lord, if I can use that terminology. It kind of sounds weird now that I said it. But you have to spend time with the Lord. It's a relational God. He's not just some genie in the bottle waiting for you to rub him and then he's going to give you three wishes. And, and I mean, it's not, he's not that. He's waiting for uh, an intimate relationship with you. He's waiting for you to spend time with him so that he can do, so that he'll use you to do more work on this earth while we're here. Does that make sense? Hope it does. So recap, our internal world absolutely influences our external world just because these guys in this parable were given talents based on their ability, based on their internal world. The guy with five talents ended up with 11 talents because he was faithful. He was faithful. He was faithful. The guy with one talent got his revoked because he was afraid. And he just didn't use it. The Lord said, hey, I'm entrusting you with this. And I want to I want to see you take a risk in this. I want to see you step out in faith in this, this gift that I'm giving you. And the guy literally threw it in the dirt. And what do people do in the dirt? They spit on it. And he, and the guy with one talent said, "No, I'm not. I'm not touching it. I'm afraid of it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to misuse it. I, I I'm afraid. I've I've seen the YouTube videos and they scare me or whatever the excuse is. If you hear from the Lord, you execute right away. You don't wait. You don't. You don't. You don't pull back and start being a pansy. <laughs> you take a risk and you step out in faith in the Lord, and then He's going to use you in the next season even more." And in the next situation, even more. I mean, wouldn't it be cool to see somebody be healed because of your willingness? Uh, yeah, it would be pretty cool. I'll answer for you. And if you don't think that's cool, you got issues. You got no pulse. Okay, so be faithful with where, where the Lord's placed you and be faithful with what the Lord's entrusted you with and then execute and then reach for the more. Reach for the more. You know, even Jesus said, hey, I, I've got to go away because I'm sending the Holy Spirit and you're supposed to do more than I did. Like, dang, that's a lot. I mean, he made a lot of people see. He made a lot of people walk. Uh, he died for all of our sins. I mean, like, what are we? What are we capable of? It's pretty sweet to think of. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, come check us out on a Saturday. Thanks for thanks for listening. If you need anything, please reach out to us. Um, email us at info at the home life l y f e dot org. Um, reach out to us on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, um, and uh, yeah, let me uh, let me know if you need anything.
All right. I will uh, talk at you guys later. Peace.